What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, and to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there, or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. You know what? Maybe I just won't play. Welcome in the beginning. Of another edition of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. Making a connection as we verbalize coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast and breathtakingly powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the waters, the murky waters. Of the overnight, we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So our lead this hour coming from the Gripes and Grievances Department. There is one thing we do very well in sports chatter, and that is flog a dead horse, or in this case, a dead running back, as the world turns for running backs. What a great story. What a great mitzvah this has been for 
those of us that are looking for marginal content to talk about, all week it has been one bluster after another bluster of hot air from random people around the NFL making a big stink about the running back salaries. And this, I don't know how you can go on with your life not uh, not not being able to help your running back out, your favorite running back. Anyway, Saquon Barkley, Saquon Barkley is pushing back in the Big Apple. If you did not hear what he had to say, maybe not. We'll actually play some audio here in a second. But Saquon Barkley dismissing the very notion that he has limited leverage. You know, most people that understand the dynamic of the player versus the team and how that works and your value realize that there's not much that can happen here for Mr. Barkley with his contract standoff with the Giants. But he talked about his options during a guest spot on something called the Money Matters podcast. Obviously, money does not matter for me because I don't know what that is. But I think we have the audio. So as Warner Wolf would say, let's go to the audio tape. Here is Saquon Barkley commenting on leverage. I have no worry about going on a football field and knowing that I'm not playing for my worth or saying if I have to play under because that's this is my leverage. My leverage is I can say F- you to the Giants. I can say F- you to my teammates and be like, you want me to show you my worth? You want to show you how much how valuable I am to the team? I won't show up. Right. I won't play it down. That's a play I can use. Anybody knows me, knows that's not something I want to do. But like, it's something that has it something that crossed my mind. It's like I has never, to. I never thought I would ever do that. But like now, I'm at a point where it's like, Jesus, like I, I might have to take it to this level. And like, am I willing? Am I prepared to take it to the level? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. See, I, I say that all the time with the company I work for. I could just say uh, f you to Fox, and uh, I could say f you to my. My teammates, the Bennetts, you know, Dan, Dan Patrick's got the Danettes. I've got the Bennetts here, and I could just do that. But anyway, listen, that's the money quote. I could just say F you to the Giants. So the question on this, as we discussed, the question, do you think that Saquon Barkley would really say F you and take his ball and go home away from the Giants? So I am shaking my head no. I am shaking my head no. I've got Paradox. Anheuser-Busch Brewing Company, and Dr. Pimple Popper. And we will tie all of these things together into a nice, neat package is what we're going to do. And then we'll sell it on the Internet, and we'll make some real money. So, A, uh, Saquon Barkley is an absolute alligator. on the f- He will take a bite out of defenses. But when it comes to making a compelling argument over leverage in a contract negotiation – He is a toothless alligator is what he is. Barkley, you just heard the soundbite, the money soundbite, not very convincing to me. Was he convincing to you? No? Didn't sound very convincing. Now, he could go the nuclear option, and I recommend if you do that, go to Miami, get some jet skis and chase pretty girls around Miami drinking cocktails. It worked very well for the last NFL running back who did that. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, of course, financially, that would not be the smartest thing to do. You've got over $10 million plus all the endorsement money that has your name on it. Right? And you don't get that money back. You don't like, ah, I'm going to get more money. Yeah, it's not quite how it works. And so Barkley's situation with the Giants. Here's the, the real rub on this. Saquon Barkley's situation is a paradox. He is simultaneously very valuable 
and also at the same time unessential to the Giants. Both these things are true, meaning that when Barkley has played, he has been a dynamic supernova as a running back. We all know that, those of us that have a passion for pigskin. But at the same time, he's unessential because the Giants could simply pivot and sign Dalvin Cook or some random dude from Hoboken to play in the backfield, and they would keep the parade going. And maybe they wouldn't be quite as great on running the football, but they'd be okay. As long as the person blocks and doesn't screw up and run the wrong route or route, they'd be okay. Now, turning the page. Speaking of running backs, the Patriots, we talked about this in a previous episode of the show, the Patriots believed to be the favorite, at least according to DraftKings, as of yesterday, to sign Dalvin Cook, the aforementioned Dalvin Cook. But it appears the Patriots have a wandering eye. They are doing their due diligence. I love that term, due diligence on the other available players. Now, we have learned that former Buccaneer running back Leonard Fournette and an old Ram, Daryl Henderson, both worked out in the Commonwealth in New England there. The bigger name is the one we will talk about, so uh, sorry to the Henderson family. That would be Leonard Fournette, the ex-Buck, who's now looking for work. Now, thumbs up or thumbs down on Leonard Fournette being a good fit with the Patriots. So I am going to go two thumbs down. I got two thumbs down on this, and here's why. Uh, Leonard Fournette is like a car that looked pretty good. You wanted the car a while ago. You thought, that's my car. I love that car. But then you didn't get the car, and now now you have a chance to buy the car, but it's got engine problems. There's some chips on the paint. That was essentially Fournette last season with the Buccaneers. The word to describe his performance, unreliable. Now, running back apologists, there are many of them I've learned this week, will say it was not his fault that the hodgepodge of an offensive line for the Buccaneers was to blame. But using the car analogy to the next level, you want to make sure you have a tow truck. Now, your Fournette, in seven games last season, had 35 or fewer rushing yards. Seven. You know how many 100-yard games he had for the Buccaneers? That would be one. One. Uh, and that was in the opener when the Bucs played the Cowboys to begin last, last campaign. At this point, Leonard Fournette should be working for the Anheuser-Busch Brewing Company, and he can hang out with those Budweiser Clydesdales. He does not appear to have the afterburners. He's not past the expiration date. He's 28. Running backs normally die at age 30. That's the point of no return. He's getting close because he's right around that 1,500-touch threshold. Remember we told you the nerds had decided that once you cross 1,500 combined rushes and catches that you are now toxic? There's high levels of toxicity in your body at that particular point. He's 56 touches away. 56 from Leonard Fournette crossing the Rubicon, which would be what? Week four if he is an every-down player or close to an every-down player in the NFL. Now, on a positive note, Bill Belichick apparently has the hots for Fournette. Wanted to sign him a couple years ago. Plus, we all know the sweet melody to the Patriots is affordable. The frugal pats. So there's a shot. There's a shot. There's a chance there uh, between Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, Daryl Henderson, and a host of other running backs that are also available and can be yours. 
if the price is not right. Now, the last word here. So let's go to Green Bay. The frozen tundra. Did a Maller meet and greet last year in Green Bay. Uh, well, it was actually in Appleton, which is the next city over there from Green Bay. But the Packers have reported a profit from the operations of the team of $68.6 million during the fiscal year of 2023. The CEO, Mark Murphy, laying out all of the numbers, opening the books, the financial picture, why the annual shareholders meeting is going to take place at Lambeau Field coming up on Monday, and the Packers collected almost $375 million which is one thirty-second share of the national revenue from Fox and NBC, CBS, and ESPN, $374 million. So you do the math on that. That means the NFL teams broke up a pie of $12 billion between the, the various teams. So what do you make? The NFL team's getting $374 million in television revenue each And that does not even include the merchandise revenue, which goes even higher. So it shows you what a sweetheart setup the Packers have. Not for the NFL. It's wonderful to get a glimpse behind the curtain. We talk about this every year. And the same conversation takes place. And every year, like, whoa, that's a lot of money. Man. And we get to see just how much cake is in the bakery. And you can thank a person named Joseph Carr. For us knowing all of the finances of the NFL, you might not know who Joseph Carr is. You probably don't. And if you do, you're a loser. Uh, Joseph Carr was the NFL commissioner in the 1920s. It was a much different time uh, 100 years ago. And Green Bay was set up as a publicly traded operation. The reason that happened was the NFL never imagined in their wildest dreams that they would be any more than a recreational activity that raised a few bucks. But college football was big. I think 100 years ago, college football, boxing, horse racing were the most popular sports in America. And so the NFL is like, yeah, people will watch a little bit. Maybe we'll make a couple bucks. But uh, you, you got to bring back Dr. Pimple Popper is what you have to do here because this is a 100-year-old giant cyst that continues to ooze out a confidential financial data for the NFL every season. It will never go away unless something drastic takes place, right, which you don't see on the horizon there. But the big takeaway here, when this story comes out every year, you look at the Packers shareholders, the people that purchase stock in the Green Bay Packers, and you realize what a hustle the Packers have pulled off here. What a scam. Uh, that stock is just a novelty. We know that. But in the real world, if you buy stock in a company that turns a operating profit of $68 million, uh, you're likely going to get, as a shareholder, a nice dividend out of that. But if you own Packer stock, you have a certificate you can put on your wall, which is kind of cool, but you don't get a check every year because the business is booming 
in northern Wisconsin. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Great Debate. Is it really that great a debate? Welcome in the beginning of another hour of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere a consortium as we dogmatize coast to coast border to border and beyond on the vast and wondrously powerful microphones of fsr emanating live from the splish as we splish splash 
the time away. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. That's a fair amount, I would say. Yes, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. In our lead this hour, to begin off the uh, begin the festivities this hour, we start uh, in baseball. We are milking the trade deadline just 11 days away from the August 1st cutoff point for transactions. The New York Mets are making some waves. Not on the field, of course. No, 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 no. The Mets are morbid on the field. But off the field, they're making some headlines. If you've not been following along, there are other things than Shohei Otani to talk about in, regarding trades. And so if you haven't seen it, the New York Mets are said to internally be debating what to do at the trade deadline. Now, they're going to make some moves, but are they going to go complete kaboom and blow the whole thing up, or will they go halfway? The main point of consternation, we are told for the Mets, is the internal debate about what to do with long-in-the-tooth pitchers Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer. The front office is said to be torn. I don't know that they buy that, by the way. Uh, but Stephen Cohen, uh, Steve Cohen, the owner of the Mets there, uh, he does not want to toss in the sponge and give up on the season. And the, the, the word on the street is that the, the Mets owner is hoping there'll be some kind of Hail Mary push for the Mets to get back in contention to close the gap and get back into the postseason. Now, factions below him are ready to have a nice big liquidation sale and start wheeling and dealing. So let's discuss. We're going to focus in on the pitchers here because those are the big headliners that are most likely to be traded or possibly be traded. So the question, does it make sense for the Mets to hold on to Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer or to trade Scherzer and Verlander. So I've got latitude and longitude, chewy candy, and statesman. And we will combine all of these things together, and we are going to make a great underachieving baseball team, which is what the team in New York, the other team in New York, well, actually both teams in New York, would qualify as that. Now, number one. Number one. The Metropolitans have got to be the dumbest team in America if they hold on to these cats. It was risky business from the start. The fact that they went out, we, we talked about you signed Verlander. He had great numbers with the Cheaters in Houston last year. Uh, but you add that to Scherzer, and what are you doing? Right, now, it, maybe it would have worked out and we would have looked like donkeys, but it hasn't worked out. You get a couple of old geezer pitchers there at the front of your rotation. What could possibly go wrong? Let's see. So Verlander and Scherzer, if you combine their performance this year and factor in all the other variables in that performance, these guys have pitched like ham and eggers this season, but they are getting paid. They are getting paid caviar and fine Kobe beef like those Wall Street Titans. The Mets have gotten 30 starts heading into Wednesday night. The Mets had gotten 30 starts combined out of the King of Queens, the two aces of the rotation, Verlander and Scherzer. The Mets, what's their record out of those 30 starts? 
Now, the Mets record is 16 and 14. Two games above 500. That's it. Two games above 500, and we are getting towards late July now. Not elite. The former cheating Astro was injured to begin the year, Verlander, and Mad Max was caught breaking the rules, doctoring baseballs with gobs of pine tar, and got suspended for that. It's embarrassing. So my diagnosis here, the Mets, what they should do is just chalk this one up to bad latitude and longitude. The GPS coordinates for October baseball got messed up along the way, and so they went off course. And normally I would say don't trade the veteran player, don't trade the player, you got to keep the player because you're not going to get enough in return. And I do believe the Mets will just get pennies on the dollar unless Stephen Cohen cuts a big check to get somebody who's highly rated. But even then, when they're highly rated in the minor leagues, you're a suspect until uh, a suspect is a prospect until proven otherwise, we like to say on the show. So the GPS went off course. And you know, these guys are, are only going to get worse. They're not going to get better. Like The aging process is undefeated here. So you move on, take some scratcher tickets, and just hope you find pay dirt somewhere along the way. Maybe you'll find it at some kind of mini-mart in L.A. somewhere. I don't know. Now, page two. Speaking of the trade deadline, a lot of rumbling and stumbling out of San Diego that the pod squad are going to disappoint our friend Poppy in San Diego and start unloading pitching and get rid of several name-brand players. The Padres' starting pitcher, one of their starting pitchers, Joe Musgrove, who was also a cheating Astro back in the day, uh, he does not believe anything is going to derail the Padres. In fact, how do we know that? He said it. Now, the, the rumors the last week or so have been that Blake Snell, bro, I'm risking my life, bro. Uh, I, I, I'm not playing until I get mine. That guy, that schmuck, Blake Snell, and or Josh Hader, later the Brew Crew, are going to be outbound from San Diego ahead of the trade deadline. But Musgrove says it doesn't matter. He said, quote, the Padres are a really good team regardless of what happens over the next few weeks. He said they'll have a really good team. So why, why does Joe, Joe Musgrove think the Padres will still be good if they deal Josh Hader and Blake Snell? Well, here's the rub on this. All right. they, they're not good right now. So how can they be continue to be good if they're not good right now? And he doesn't really think that. This is the classic robotic response. What do you want me to say? If you saw the old baseball movie Bull Durham, you got to know your cliches. You got to know how to deal with the writers. That's what this is. Musgrove, as we mentioned, has a past. He's tainted, cheating a-hole. He was regurgitating the company line and enjoying some of those uh, that old 1980s chewy candy Bonkers. I don't know if you ever had that. I think it's back, by the way. Uh, but you are what your record says you are, as we like to point out. The Padres' record sucks. San Diego, nine and a half games behind the Doyers in the National League West and six and a half games behind the Fighting Phils for the final wild card spot in the National League. They've got big names who have had little game and baseline production, the offense in particular is the main culprit for San Diego, why they are under 500. And now that they have television revenue issues, the Padres are one of the teams that lost their cable contract. Major League Baseball took it in-house. 
And while baseball is painting a nice mosaic, there are some whispers that the revenue stream has not quite been as bountiful as the people at baseball anticipated, and there is concern here as they try to figure out what to do. You might have noticed a number of teams have decided to go old school. There was a time before cable television. All these games were on free television. And the Arizona teams, for example, the Phoenix teams, the Diamondbacks going back to that model, and several others going back to that over-the-air model as they try to supplement the lack of funds coming in from the cable deals that have been broken. So I'll say this, though, for the Padres. I'm jealous of the owner. Peter Seidler... That's a good owner. And he seems like the kind of guy that would be willing just to toss money into an incinerator to keep the Padres going. We'll see how much money he wants to toss into that incinerator before he has a change of heart. Now, final point. Let's go over to the New York Yankees. Aaron Judge and Shohei Otani. They matched up this week. Aaron Judge getting hemorrhoids on the bench while Otani was playing for the Angels. And Otani has a legit chance to break the AL home run record this year, at least based on the the way this season has gone over the last month and a half for Otani. He set an Angels record in June for home runs. He's continued to bash the ball here in the month of July. But Judge doesn't seem too worked up into a lather. At least that's what he's saying publicly. He was asked about the possibility that his record will already be broken. He said, Quote, records are meant to be broken. I've never heard that before. Do you think he came up with that on his own? Do you think that's an original quote by Aaron Judge? Records are meant to be broken? Probably not. Uh, he said, quote, it would be exciting for the game if he, meaning Otani, uh, and uh, we went out there and he got 63-plus, so we'll see what happens. Close quote. Now, Aaron Judge saying that records are meant to be broken, an original take. Are you buying what he is selling? Do you believe he really... Feels that way. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm giving this one a little stink eye. Yeah, I am. I don't know what you're doing, but I can give it a little stink eye. Playing the statesman. Playing the statesman. This is diplomacy is what it is. The ambassador. Not the ambassador to Bakersfield. That's Rob. But this is the ambassador to Shohei Otani's heart and the baseball scribes there. He He doesn't mean what he says. It took over 60 seasons for Roger Maris's American League record to go down. And I realize that a bunch of National League guys passed Roger Maris by. But the American League record, Roger Maris, had it for 61 seasons. You don't go out and set a record, and then 12 months later, or less than that, even the, the record goes away, that would be deflating is what that would be, and Otani is certainly within striking distance. He did not hit a dinger on Wednesday against the Yanks, so he still leads baseball. He got 35 home runs in 94 games, so that works out to be on pace for 60 home runs. So if Otani has a couple of good weeks over the pace, he will then be in line to get to Aaron Judge, who's at 62 home runs last year, and Roger Maris at the 61. By the way, by the way, we, we heard rumors the other day that Judge was about to come back to the fold for the Yankees. Now Aaron Boone was asked about that and says, well, everything's great. Judge is making steady progress from his mangled toe taken out by Dodger Stadium. Took out Aaron Judge. The ghost of Chavez Ravine took out Aaron Judge. 
But uh, he, Aaron Boone said there is no timetable, no timetable for his return. So, yeah, no time soon. I'm going 1st of August. I'll give him another 10 days, 11 days, 1st of August, something like that. It is the Ben Maller Show. If you would like to be part, the lines are open. We heard from Helmet Man last hour. That was a lot of fun. He's driving a bus, right? Well, he's not driving the bus. He's a bus rider as he heads back to his home. Tough trip for Helmet Man. He went to the Angel-Yankee game to try to sell crap. He got there after the game had already gotten going there. It's not good. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. 
Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. Coop Dalu. Tua Tagovailoa was interviewed on Tuesday when he said that he believes the Dolphins are legit contenders and that they can get, quote, very, very scary, pretty dangerous. Ben, do you think the Dolphins will be dangerous? Yes, call the police. Call the police. I- I'm more worried about Arnie Spanier's Dolphin rhetoric on Fox Sports Radio on the weekends than I am about the Dolphins. No, the Dolphins have had a g- good offseason. What do you expect Tua Tagovailoa uh, to say? Uncle Vic's there now running the defense and all that. The Dolphins are swimming... In talent, you expect them to say they're going to be swimming in the sewage disposal tank? Of course not. But Tua, ironically enough, is the weak spot. That if he gets hurt, the Dolphins will be playing Mike White or Skylar Thompson at quarterback. That's a problem. Next. Wow. Listen to you. While touring China this week, (laughs) Jimmy Butler confidently stated that he will win a championship for the Miami Heat because he doesn't plan on playing for another NBA team the rest of his career. Ben, are you buying either of those claims? Well, I'm buying the second one, and the first one, Jimmy Butler says that every season. Even when he was in Minnesota, he said that. That's the boilerplate response. But Jimmy Butler turns 34 later this year. He's got two more years on the contract with Miami, and the, the second year is a player option. So, yes, yes, it's like that old quote, uh, plan, you know, plans are useless, but planning is essential. Next! Former All-Star Sean Marion was in Vegas earlier this month for the Summer League when he was asked about what he held the most pride in throughout his career. Marion said that he can honestly say that he changed the game. Small ball, positionless basketball. Ben, do you agree? No, I think Mike D'Antoni changed the game. He took advantage. I think it was about 04, 05. The NBA had some new rules, and D'Antoni took advantage of it. And, and Sean Marion and Boris Diaw and Amari Stoudemire, those guys were great, but it was more the coach than the player because he installed it. How did we do you passed this edition. That is a win! Arnie, I won, Arnie! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It's now time for... Time for... Well, hurry, hurry, I can hardly wait! Ask Ben. Twitter! Send us your questions on Twitter now. Away we go. It is time now for Ask Ben. For the rest of the hour, your questions are answers. We get right over to the Koopa Loop for the reading of the questions. All right, we're going to start off with a good one from Ferg Dog. Uh, he wants to know, would you be in the market for a sex bot if you were single? Uh, oh, yeah, back in the day for sure. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Eddie? Uh, I don't. I, I mean, I... 
I think I know what you're talking about, but is there some news on this? Is there well, something? It's like the next generation of the blow up doll. Right, <laughs> right. They're just yeah, they're now yeah, like yeah. super realistic looking and oh. like uh, how much do they cost? Thousands of dollars, I would assume. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah see I'm that very that's frugal. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, if yeah. I were, I probably wouldn't be able to afford it. But if I could you know, afford it is, and I was single, probably I guess. It's just between us, that could make a mess. How do you clean that up? That's a, you know, that's a problem. So. <laughs> I'm just wow. saying. But, uh, what about you, Coop? Uh, yeah, but my answer was going to be basically if I if I was making enough money, you wouldn't need a sex bot. You, right? <laughs> that's a good. That's yeah, a good point. You had enough money, uh, you, could, uh, get the, you, could, uh, you could find somebody. Uh, original recipe. What about you, Iowa <laughs> Sam? Uh, yeah, I'd give it a whirl. He's got the air fryer. He doesn't need. A sex <laughs> yeah, I can make love to the air fryer, but you know, very like, similar. The, the the stepson of one of those people on that that submersible that sank or imploded. He's got a lot of money and he can't find a date, so maybe he needs a uh, a sex doll. Uh, yeah. You guys oh, ever seen you. Lars and the Real Girl? Yeah, Ryan Gosling yes, movie, that is a uh, weird Barbie movie. Interesting. That's not quite a like a robotic sex doll. It's just like a sex doll, but interesting movie nonetheless. My answer to that was yes, I would try it. Okay, thank you. Yes, all right. What is next, Coop? Uh, Milkman Mike would I'd like, like to know for the crew if you could choose an '80s movie to get remade, what would you choose? Oh man, there were some great movies in the uh, in the eighties. Ah, I think what would well uh, it was Animal Animal House was before that, right? I, I think it was like eighty one. Was it? All right, yeah. I'll go Animal House. Uh, what about you, Eddie? Seventy eight. Uh, was, yeah, well, was it seventy eight? Yeah. yeah. Oh my bad. Crap! I got to change it up. Go ahead, Eddie. Though. Um, oh, they they probably redone most of them. I would think. Uh, I don't know. How about uh, uh, Die Hard? That's a, that's a terrible answer. That is a terrible answer. Why? That's the worst answer you could possibly come up with, Eddie. I mean, uh, okay. Come on. What was I, your I, answer what, again? What about uh, coming? Well, that uh, was going to coming to America. They've already done that. How about uh, Roger Rabbit? There you go. All right, that's a good one. That's good, right? That was a good yeah. cartoon, Roger Rabbit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That's worse than my answer. Well, because uh, because yours had people. sequels that went exactly. into the nineties, so yes. it's like. Yeah, but, but they weren't that good. That's, that's like saying they should Die Hard Four is the best one. I don't know what you're talking. Oh, you know about. another Which Ferris one was Bueller's that? Day. It's Ferris with Bueller's Jackson. Day Off oh, was a good yeah. '80s movie. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That was a good. Movie. Yeah, that is a good '80s movie. Club uh, Game and all that. Uh, nice. Coop. Uh, I would pick the Never Ending Story. Hey, good call. Well, it's still going. It's good never call. ending. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to remake it. It never know. ends. It's, uh, it's really <laughs> still good though, as as it is. But yeah. Iowa Sam, '80s movie you want to see remade? I loved this movie as a kid. It's a very cheesy film. But I think it would do well in today's uh, environment. It's a Michael J. Fox movie called "The Secret of My Success," and I think that yeah. it would you could remake it. It would be pretty good. How about planes, trains, and automobiles? Do that. That's a good one too. That's a good one. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. All right. What is next? Is ask Ben your questions, our answers for the rest of the hour as we let it ride. All right. Uh, we've had this one or similar questions to this one before, but we've got new new crew members, new listeners. So uh, Noah from Austin wants to know what is your favorite and least favorite candy bar. So my go-to at Halloween every year, my mom made sure she hooked me up. I love the Baby Ruth and the Butterfinger. Uh, there's not a lot of candy that I do not like. I, I guess the the one uh, Almond Joy, not a big fan. Not a big fan of the Almond Joy. That was always the last one in the bag when you when we ate the candy. What about you, Eddie? Well, I don't know if it's considered a candy bar, but the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup is always my favorite candy. It's not a bar, Eddie. It's, it's, a cup. it's not a bar, but you it's know, a cup. I don't know. What's uh, in okay, the cup? if I have to go bar, I'd go uh, Nestle's Crunch Bar, I guess. As your um, favorite? 
Yeah. I mean, wow, if I have to okay. pick a bar, all right. Uh, yeah. I absolutely hate Three Musketeers. I don't know what the hell that stuff is in there. It's too light. It's fluffy. just ugh. I, I do not Isn't like it this nougat? Too. Isn't that what no, it is? No, no. It's some kind of nougat? whipped uh, nougat something. Nougat is sticker. I don't know what it is. It's just, mm. I don't mind it, but it it's like uh, you know the cliche about eating Chinese food. You know, you eat a you eat a three musketeers, and you feel like you have to eat like five of them because you're not full. You know what I'm saying? You know, it doesn't really fill you up. I don't know. They're, they're really thick. I just ugh. three musketeers. It is yeah. it is nougat, but it's fluffy whipped nougat. Yeah, I don't like it. That stuff in there, I don't like. You're it. anti fluffy whipped nougat. Yes. Okay. So bowl mountain to die. I don't on. think it is. That okay, Koopaloo. Now, I Here feel like go. this is Here we go. <laughs> yeah, this is just give us an answer. We don't need to go deep into this. Hey, you think it's a trick question? <laughs> it sounds like he's going to really go deep into this. It's food related. He's um, got to go deep. You know, Baby Ruth used to be as a as a kid, but I don't, I don't Baby know. Baby Ruth. Oh. Your favorite? I feel like it's, yeah, they were Ooh. great, but I feel like it's kind of, I don't know. I had one recently, and it wasn't like I remembered. I don't know if they changed it or, or they what. They did change them. They actually. did? Yeah, they did. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, so then I got to go with Snickers. It's just, it's always been there. It's the classic. It never disappoints. Uh, Snickers is great. And then uh, least favorite, anything with coconut. So Almond Joy or Mounds, those are both trash. Yeah. The Almond Joy was always the last candy. What about Iowa Sam? Iowa, growing up in Iowa, Sam, what was your go-to candy? Corn bar. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I'm not a big chocolate bar guy, but uh, I like more like Skittles and Starburst, but I would go with a Butterfinger is my favorite. Yeah, that's um, my guy. Getting into that, that's good. It takes a little while to get it. It's a lot of chewing. It's very dense. Uh, yeah, coconut, least favorite. So, yeah, probably uh, Almond Joy. Okay, we agree on the Almond Joy. Yep. Eddie's the rogue actor that does not agree with the... He, you like Almond Joy, Eddie? No, I don't like oh, that either, oh, but like I really either. don't like the Three Musketeers. Uh, what is next? It's Ask Ben. Your questions, our answers for the rest of the hours. We try to find something to rage over. What do we have? Uh, Cowboy Killer wants to know for the crew, crushed, crushed or cubed ice? Oh, I love the the little nuggets of ice. The I guess it's crushed. The restaurant. No, I know what ice. you're talking about. I wouldn't consider that crushed. Those are those are like little like, like shaved little, ice. Little no, like oh, the yeah. little ice balls. Pellets. Ice, yeah, yeah, like ice pellets. Yeah, I love those. I love those, Eddie. Oh, I love the crushed ice too. I like you know chewing on the ice. So I don't yeah. like I don't like those big ice cubes. Yeah. Cool. I prefer cubes, but I do like the the little like the what uh, Raising Cane's has. That that's the yeah. best. That's yeah. The that's best. what we have here at the Mallard Mansion. What what about you, Iowa Sam? Crush it all day long, baby. Crush it, crush it. You gotta crush it good. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. listen. 
This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 